Well, a very, very good evening to you. Welcome to Woodlands and to our carols by candlelight service. Welcome to those of you uh, here in the building and to those of you watching online. Whether you are a regular, a visitor, or perhaps you are joining us for the very first time, if that's you, a special welcome to you. But whether you're a regular or a visitor, it's great to have you with us this evening. We hope you enjoy uh, our carol service. Well, this has been and indeed continues to be a very difficult time, a very difficult year. And I hope you and your family are okay. But as we celebrate now, as we celebrate what Christmas is really all about, may the wonder of God come down in his son Jesus, the word becoming flesh to be our saviour. May that bring us light. May that bring you hope this Christmas time. My name's Warwick, I'm one of the church leaders here and I'll be leading the service uh, along with Susie who's one of the members here at Woodlands. So this evening we will listen to those glorious Bible passages that speak of Jesus' birth and the events surrounding it. We'll sing some carols together, uh, we'll listen to some pieces and Tim Gunn, another of our church leaders, will be speaking on the Christmas story. Let me hand over to Susie to explain how the service will work. Thanks, Warwick. Let me add my welcome to Warwick's. We're excited to be discovering together with you this evening that Jesus is the hope of Christmas. As we journey through the Christmas story using familiar readings and carols, we'll sense hope anticipated, hear hope announced, see hope arrive, and join in as hope is adored. When the band plays and the words of a carol are displayed on the Christmas wreath background, please feel free to stand and sing. That's you at home too. Um, for the rest of the programme, you can remain in the comfort of your seat. The programme will flow with no specific instruction or direction. In line with government guidelines, please keep your mask on throughout. Windows are also deliberately open to improve ventilation. Um, and hopefully the it, that won't blow the candles out. <laughs> if you need assistance at any time due to the low light levels or for any other reason, please raise your hand and a member of the welcome team will assist you. Warwick's going to lead us in prayer now. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this special time of year. We thank you for all the good gifts that you give us, that we can enjoy. But supremely, Lord, we thank you for your indescribable gift, the most indescribable gift of all, the gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus, giving up the glory of heaven for a filthy stable for people like us, coming to pay the price for our sin because he loves us so much. What a gift. What a gift. We thank you, Lord. And as we spend time singing well-known carols, as we, as we hear well-known readings, Father, please, would you cut through the familiarity? Would you help us to see afresh the true meaning, the true joy of Christmas? So, gracious God, please, we pray that you would bless our time together now. Help us to seek you as the shepherds did. Help us to worship you like the wise men did. Speak to us tonight, Lord, we pray. 
Would our love for you grow? And may Jesus come first in our hearts this Christmas time and each and every day after. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the candles are now lit and we're ready to begin with our first reading this evening, which is taken from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. These words were written about 700 years before Jesus was born, and through them the prophet Isaiah spoke about his coming. At that time, the people of God were oppressed and under threat of exile by neighbouring superpowers. They too were living in dark times. Into the context of a nation's deep longing for a rescuer, Isaiah speaks God's message of future hope. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. And ransom captive Israel. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. That mourns in lonely exile here. But in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. Until the Son of God appears. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. We're going to sing our first carol together.
birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a rich man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's already in her sixth month. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And then the angel left.
Our next reading is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to her son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
I've used Godfrey Rust's Christmas Prayer of Hope entitled Birth to help structure our prayers this evening. Let's pray now. For this journey, bringing hope from heaven to a spoiled world, we give thanks. Almighty God, we thank you that you took the initiative in rescuing our broken world, sending Jesus to complete this mission through his life, death and resurrection. Thank you for the promise of new life and healing for our brokenness that is offered in Christ. Thank you that he is the hope that does not fail or fade or disappoint. Almighty God, as Omicron takes hold and the world is again in turmoil, we pray for our country. We ask for wisdom for our government, strength for NHS workers, peace for the anxious, protection for the vulnerable. We pray for those affected globally and ask that governments, including our own, would be moved to assist those who cannot help themselves. Amen. Grant us a traveller's hope, a place to stay furnished enough for love to be born and live. Lord God, in this holiday season, we confess that the presents and fairy lights can dazzle us and fun and feasting become the idols that fill our hearts. Forgive us, Lord, and turn our hearts to Jesus, the true light of the world and the gift of God to humankind. Enable us to be content with what you provide for us, recognising that many of us have far more than we need. Amen. For those we know carrying a burden's weight towards an unknown conclusion, we pray tonight. Please take a moment to silently pray for someone you know is struggling at this time. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are filled with compassion for those who are hurting. And you, in your humanity, identify with us in our grief and sorrows. You know each person that has been thought of this evening. Please would you draw close to each of them, encourage them with your love, fill them with your peace, and may they be full of confidence in your loving purpose for their lives. Amen. For those we do not know, on journeys of despair, homeless or losing hope, we pray tonight. Father God, as we look around our city, our country and our world, we see people experiencing devastation and destruction. Father God, we pray that you would strengthen those who offer hope to people on life's darkest paths, bringing your light and love. We pray especially for the work of Tear Fund and other aid agencies supporting people affected by climate crises and war. We pray for upbeat communities welcoming refugees arriving in Derby and Derby City Mission supporting those in poverty. Father God, we ask that you would bless their work and those they are working with to bring your peace, healing and hope to all. Amen.
Good evening. Our next reading is from Luke chapter 2, and we'll read it in two uh, parts around our next song. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them.
Thank you. The rest of our reading from Luke 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Amen. Amen. 